pray. Father God, we just give you praise today. What a beautiful song that we sang. And God, we ask that Lord, even though we have been following you for a while, for many of us, but Lord, we are still excited for what you are going to do in our lives. We know you have done, done great and amazing things. But today, God, renew our heart. And Father God, for those of us here, Lord, who are still discovering you, who are still finding out more about you, God, I pray you will make yourself real to them. And today, God, reveal yourself to us above all else. We want to know you and your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. What a beautiful day it is to be able to worship God. Sometimes we can take this for granted. And I know a lot of churches in Singapore are not able to meet in a public setting. Um, but yet, people are becoming stronger. Let's believe God that through all the difficult times, um, we will all come together even more. Less separation, more unity. And as a church, let us find ways in order to instill hope, love, and let us be a blessing to the world out there. Amen. If you are new here in our church, just want to welcome you as a friend. I'm just so happy that you are able to meet with us. And if today you are free, you know, um, you're not rushing off, uh, remember to stay back for coffee um, outside. It's going to... Because um, I, I know that there are a lot of good cafes around, but we want to improve. So our baristas need practices. Do you think so? Practice makes perfect, all right? So let's, let's just spend time together. Today, I want to talk about the purpose of God in our lives. Um, if you have a Bible, would you turn with me to the book of Second, the book of Philippians chapter 2? Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 13. And we're reading from the NIV version. If you have your notebook, um, you can start taking down notes or your phone. Let's read the Word of God out loud together, shall we? One, two, go. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. All of us know that when we receive Jesus into our lives, we receive salvation, right? It's like a baby receiving new life. And this baby will grow spiritually, am I right? Like a baby becoming a toddler, eventually a teen, a youth, and an adult. And all of us go through that process. But the Bible talks about working out your salvation. And this is something that probably a lot of Christians would neglect. Why? Very simple. It's just like today you, every year you, beginning of the year, you make a new resolution. I want to work out more. Before you know it, hey, last time, I don't know what happened to my body. You know, last time I don't have to work out. I don't gain weight. Now, I am not eating that much. I am not, you know, I'm not eating that much and I, I still do my daily chores and all that. Yet, I'm gaining weight and become so unfit. I feel lethargic easily. Preach it, bro. So, a lot of times we think, what happened? What happened to my life, to my body? It is the same. Lights of salvation when we first receive Christ. Man, it's a new life. Everything is good. Every time I worship, God touched me. 
every time I share something, wow, people are touched and impacted. After three years, whatever I say, nobody listen. <laughs> I feel tired. I feel spiritually lethargic. What happened? It is because God has not intended for us just to receive salvation, but He wants us to work out our salvation as well. Yes, salvation is a gift, but once you receive the gift, you've got to work it out. You've got to use the gift that God has given to us. How many of you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes? So we all have to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. This fear is not like you are living in worry, but you are simply very cautious. You're simply becoming careful because this life, this salvation is so important to God and to us. Amen? And God, God wants us to, to enjoy the salvation to the fullest. That's why God wants all of us to enjoy this life to the fullest. That's why we got to work it out. Everybody say work it out. That's why we have Bible study classes. We have connect group. You know, just in case you, you do not know, we have live groups. And life groups are not for lonely people. Like, you know, like I go have friends, not have enough followers. I go to life group to increase my number of followers. No, life group is not for boring people. Come on. Life group is for people who want to grow. You want to practice how to love one another, you've got to join a life group. Because the way to love them is not to like their pictures. The way is not to comment on their pictures. It's, it's to live life together to bring encouragement. Is the mic okay? Lower. Okay, good. I can use a handheld. Okay, it's family, okay? Guys, relax. <laughs> I'm trying to relax. Okay, now, if that is the case, then we want to be intentional to work out our salvation. And the beautiful thing is this, though we are working out our salvation, the Bible says it is God who works in you. Everybody say works in me. God is actually working in us and with us in this process, and He wants all of us to do what? Look at the Bible verse. To fulfill His... Talk to me. To fulfill His... Amen. That means God has given all of us a good purpose. He is the most amazing creator. And when He creates you something, it is not out of random like, oh, I, I, I need to express my art sense. Sorry, this is not beautiful. Let me chuck it. In Penang. <laughs> like, it's not like that. God has placed good purpose in every single one of us. That is why you and I, it is not automatic that we fulfill this good purpose. We work, got to work out our salvation and we got to allow God to work in us so that we can act and to will to fulfill His good purpose. When God created mankind, beautiful people like you, all right, do you, what do you think God has in mind? Like when He created Elaine, when He created Zach, both of them, surname is Kwe, all right, just in case you do not know, this surname actually exists, it's very, it's very precious, okay, they are Kwe's, like, they belong to Penang and the Nyongya tribe, Kwe, all right. Now, when God created all of us here with a name, purpose has He given to us. In the very beginning, the book of Genesis, the first man, Adam, God spoke to Adam, be fruitful and multiply. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Be fruitful and multiply. That is the command. Have dominion. 
Then after Adam, Noah, God spoke to Noah 9, verse, chapter 9, verse 1, be fruitful and multiply. To Abraham, he said, I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I, I think probably God thought like, mankind hopeless already. They be fruitful, not hopeless, they need help. Like, ask them to be fruitful and multiply, they keep messing up. Now, I will make you, I will make you fruitful and multiply. Ishmael, even not Isaac, Ishmael, he was given the same promise. I will make him fruitful and multiply him exceedingly. Isaac, we shall be fruitful in the land. How many Isaacs do we have in this place? Come on, be proud of your name. One only today. You need to reach out to the rest. I know there are weddings, like they are all attending weddings. All right. So, Isaac, we shall be fruitful in the land. Jacob, I will make you fruitful and multiply you. You see, God, the God that we believe in is a consistent God. He's consistent telling mankind. He's consistent telling us, you can be fruitful and you can multiply. You can be productive and you are given the ability to multiply. And that is why Abraham, even though he was childless when he heard this promise, he obeyed God and he believed in God. Now, that is Old Testament, right? And you thought, how about New Testament? Did God change? Let's go to John chapter 15. And verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes, and it may bear more fruit. Jesus is saying that, you know, you are the branch that should bear fruit. If you don't bear fruit, God will prune you so that you bear more, more fruit. But if you are unwilling to bear fruit, you will be cut away, right? And the Bible says that we have been clean because of the word that is spoken to us. Verse 4, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. The Bible, Jesus is saying here, you must abide in me so that you can bear fruit. We must all have a personal living relationship with Jesus to abide in Him so that we can be fruitful and we can multiply. And Jesus is saying that if the, the purpose of God has not changed, but now you have got more support, I'm going to help you to be fruitful. I'm going to help you to multiply. I'm going to help you to be productive. And Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. And if you abide in me and my words in you, verse 7, you will ask what you desire, it shall be done for you. Now, a lot of times we ask and we wonder, God, like you say that, right? It shall be done to me. But the key is this. We have to abide. Everybody say abide. We have to live our lives in Christ. And when His Word is in us, we will desire correctly. I'm a father now, you know, and it's very interesting, my very dynamic friendship with my kids, relationship, you know. Um, nowadays, they kind of know me, and they know some of the things they should ask the mother more, like the chances of getting it is higher. Some they have to ask me. But sometimes, right, 
they are just so cute that, you know, they, although they are nervous, but I'm happy. Why do I say that? It's because sometimes they ask, Daddy, can watch TV or not? I just look at them and smile. And they have that smile, right? And they know it's not going to be granted. They know me very well because they know the next question I'll ask is, have you done your homework? Right? My word in them, that's why they know. It is the same. In our lives, we got to know God's word. We got to know God's heart so that when we ask, right, like God, give me lottery. Like, God look at us and smile. Then we smile back. Okay, wrong, wrong try. <laughs> I'll try again. It's important to know. I mean, some people say, you know, oh God, give me three wives. It's not going to be granted. Even if it is granted, it's going to destroy you. Amen? Okay, some guys are thinking like, hey, how do you know? God's word is given to us so that we will ask correctly. Now, the thing is this, verse 8, by this, by this, my Father is glorified. By what? By bearing fruits. By being fruitful. By being able to multiply. Our Father in heaven is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Some people say, like, if I follow Jesus as a disciple, does it mean more suffering? I don't know. Maybe yes. Maybe no. But one thing for sure, if you are God's disciple, you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you shall bear much fruit. Meaning, all of us here, when you follow Jesus, you will bear fruit in your life. You will bear fruit in your relationship. That people actually get blessed like because of what, who Christ is in you. And when they come in touch with you, they, they, they feel encouraged. They feel lifted up. People, like when they eat with you, they become healthier. And when they talk to you, they become emotionally better, like healthier. Now, you look, give me that weird look, all right? Like God wants you to be so fruitful. Like when you pray for somebody, people actually get blessed and they get healed. Life group leaders, God wants you to be fruitful and multiply. Right? God wants you to have CG, uh, sorry, life group, okay, that is thriving. God wants the people to grow under your care. And that is the purpose of God from Adam all the way unto Jesus. That those that does not bear fruit, He will prune. And sometimes we, under, we ask God, God, why you give me such a difficult person? And you think God is there to use that to punish you. No, God is using that to prune us so that we can bear more fruit. Yeah. If God never gives you difficult people, right, we'll never learn how to be loving. Are you following me? Yeah. If God always gives us the people that I want, then you might as well be king. Right? God wants all of us to learn how to bear more fruit. And God wants your business to be more productive. God wants your health to be better. God wants your relationship to be thriving. God wants our emotion, our, our life to be more wholesome. So the thing is this, the key is when we have that, our Father is glorified. And that is the ultimate goal. As a Father loved me, I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in His love. 
this fruit is very different from the fruit that we see in the world. Maybe in the past, we have valued our fruit by looking at a bank account, by our sales target, by all these things. But Jesus is saying, no, this is the fruits of love. And you've got to abide in His love. But because the beautiful thing is this, life without love is not a life. Life, if you remove love from life, it is empty. You just try that. Just imagine you, you have everything. You have the ship, you have the cruise, no love. You have nothing. You have big houses, you have cars, without love, you have nothing. So that is why this is a fruit that comes from love. No greater love has greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. I want to encourage you, as we begin to bear more fruit, we are learning how to lay down our life for one another. Amen? Learning how to lay down your life. But the problem is this. The problem is today, all of us in this generation, we have one problem. The problem is I, too famous. You know what I mean? It's like you open your Instagram, like currently, I think I have 1,300 followers. Hey, more than Jesus. Jesus only 12, you know. <laughs> the thing is, we think we are very important. Are you following me? Of course, 1,300. Pastor, you also want to say, I got 5,000, I also quiet, you know. The thing is this, we all think we are so important. We open our page, it's about me, my stories, my posts, my thoughts. It's all about me. And to live a life that is fruitful and is loving, I'm too famous for that. That is the problem. Because we think, what can I get? What can I get uh, to serve in ministry? What can I get? When I go to glory conference, like, what do I get? The problem is, we think about ourselves. And this is the, 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 the thing. You see, we are wondering sometimes, God, after having so many followers, so many successes, and I've gained so many things. Why do I still feel empty? Now, the thing is, because you have built your entire life, we have built our entire life thinking about ourselves, we are in the center. That's why it becomes empty. I love that song. It says, I will build my life upon your love. Meaning, we must get out of the picture, get out of the center, and let Christ be in the center. Because what we normally do is we try to put God into our picture. We string God down, that God put, put here, bless my business, bless my health, bless my look, no pimples, bless my hair, black, stay black, and stay together. <laughs> Alright? We put God in our picture. But the thing is, our picture is so small. My goodness. And God is saying, get out. This is not how it works. We got to ask God, God, show me your big picture, fit me into your picture. Then you realize your world is not living in the Penang Island so small that it's so pathetic. And we have this island mindset that is so pathetic. Like, huh? Me in Pulau Tikus? So far. And you live in Green Lane. Like, how do you change the world and make disciples if you are not willing to travel from? Green Lane, go through Scotland Road and go to Politicus. Man, 
By the way, I don't know why Pulau Tikus is a Pulau. I thought we have Pulau Pinang. Anyway, <laughs> the thing is this, we are living such a small life. Your version of God is too small and it has to change today. Because God has given us a good purpose and He wants us to be a blessing. And the key is this, we got to abide in Him. We got to see the bigger picture and understand, God, now you put me in my office, you put me in my company for a purpose. You put me here to be a barber, to be a designer, all that for a reason. And I want to know the big picture that God, you have. And the thing is this, a lot of times we have that, but yet we become frustrated because you know what? When you want to be fruitful, you plant a seed, you water, you thought, you pray, tomorrow you wake up, the fruits will come out. Right? After one day, it's not there. After two months, it's not there. I don't know, I heard urine trees, ten, 10 years, is it? Seven, ten. It's not happening overnight. And we wonder, God, I'm frustrated. You know what, friends? Unproductiveness and barrenness lead to frustration. That is why some people, when they begin to serve God, man, I be, but last time when I served God, everything was so easy, so good. I don't know why. When I first lead a cell group, well, every month there is new people. Now, every year, there's no new people. Right? You, you become frustrated. Last time, I loved my neighbor. My neighbor, actually, they were thankful. And now, I do so much, I don't see any results. And I'm frustrated. And you know what, friends? Church, this is even mentioned in the Bible. In the Bible that when Jesus one day, He saw, in Matthew chapter 21, when He saw, He passed by an all, let me see what tree. Fig tree, okay, chapter 21, verse 18 to 19. He saw a fig tree and the tree did not grow. Jesus actually said, let no fruit grow on you ever again. Immediately, the fig tree withered away. And a lot of times, that is how we feel. Like, man, this is not working. I'm frustrated, I'm sad, I'm discouraged. So what can you do? We all know we need to abide in God to be fruitful, Yes. We need to obey. We need to have His word. We need to have His love. But sometimes even when you do that, things still don't happen. You know, every time your boss calls you, there is a fear. Right? My boss is going to ask me my performance. My boss asks ask me my project. Every time your lecturer calls you, come into my room. Oh man, die liao, die liao. Assignment haven't passed up, right? Or assignment like, I did not get the research done according to his way. We have that. What can we do? Psalm chapter 8, verse 1 to 2. O Lord, our God, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. You know, when we are frustrated, it's good to fix our eyes on God. Some people, of, some, some of us here, you are serving in church, you are serving the people. After some time, no fruits, right? The people, like, it's the same face, the same boring face. Like, you see, man, God is the same person again. You know what? 
it's time for us to fix our eyes on Jesus, on His glory. A lot of times we feel tired. It is because we have changed our sight from man, from God to man. We're thinking, yeah, well, I'm serving man, all these men, you know, they don't deserve my sacrifice. You know what? You are not serving man. You are serving God. Even in your company, you are serving God. In your family, you are serving God. God is the one that has given us that purpose to be fruitful and multiplying. Verse 2, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, the Bible is saying that through their mouth, God will give us strength. God will supply us with strength. Now, when Jesus quoted the same verse in Matthew chapter 21, verse 16, He said, Yes, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have perfected praise. What happened is this. This is, this is when they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. They were praising Jesus, right? Jesus says, it's out of their mouth. You have perfected praise. The same phrase that Jesus quoted came from the book of Psalms. Meaning, when we begin to praise God, that's how God is going to give us His strength. What is the key? The key is praise. Everybody say praise. praise. Say it louder. Praise. praise. When we begin to praise God, that's when we receive His strength in our lives. That's when our strength is, is growing. That's when our capacity is enlarged. Now, the thing is this. A lot of times, we, we wonder like, God, I do praise you once a week, right? Just now we sing that song. Praise, praise, praise the Father. Oh, very long one, the name. Praise the Father, the Son. Later we sing that, all right? Okay, so, now, so, praise. God, I praise you in, in church. Yes, you sing some praise song, but it's more than that. The thing is, we do praise God, but a lot of times when we go back, what do we do? What Penang Nights or Malaysians are best at? We complain, right? We complain about everything. Weather, we complain. Government, we complain. School, we complain. Boss, we complain. It's like almost like a normal thing. Hey, how's your work? Good lah. But my colleague lousy lah. My boss not understanding lah. The work hour is bad. Traffic is bad. We love to complain. It's as if like, if you cannot complain, you are not a Malaysian. Now, the thing is this, when we complain, it doesn't bring God glory. And I want to show you the power right now before you complain. What can you do? Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the skies as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. We are in a crooked generation. Things are bad. But don't, let us don't do things with grumbling or arguing. Do you know this verse 14 is right after the verse that we read? about God giving us a good purpose, right after that, God says, 
don't grumble, don't argue, don't have a complaining spirit so that we can shine like stars. So friends, today we have learned a new lesson when we go to our work. Let's stop complaining. Let us start praising God and start praising one another. Can we change our language? Do you realize something that is really amazing, including myself, I need to learn? We spend years of complaining, nothing changed, right? Perhaps it's time to start praising and see how God changes things. I mean, you complain about your colleague, right? You think you complain already, two months later, she will come to you like, oh, thank you so much for your complaint. I'm so touched. I'm so convicted. I want to change to be a better person. No such thing. It never happened. So, let's start praising. Now, another verse, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. Though the fig trees does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails, and the fields produce no food, Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. You see, though things are bad, yet I will rejoice. Yet I will praise Him. Yet I will be joyful in God my Savior because He is my strength. You know what? When you go to the same company, you go to the same family, you go to the same neighborhood, things are still the same. Though Malaysian currency does not rise, yet I will praise Him. Come on, church. Though Penang is still the same island, yet I will praise Him. Although I'm still with sickness, I'm still with struggles, Yet I will praise Him because I rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. You see, the best thing to do during tough time is to praise God. When Paul and Silas praise God, the prison door opened. There are prison doors in your life that God wants to open. And the key is the key of praise. We got to praise God until our heart changes. You see, a lot of times we are think, waiting for God to move, but God is waiting for us to praise Him. God is waiting for us to open our eyes. God is waiting for you to trust in Him in whatever that you do. Why complaining is so bad? Because complaining to God is as if telling God, God, I think I know better. I mean, if I were God, I would do this. It's like telling God, God, you know, just in case you need some advice, I'm here, you know. Uh, this is how it is. It should be done. That is because we try to fit God into our picture so small that from the space you cannot even see it. But God is a God of the universe. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 1 to 3 says, Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into songs, shout for joy, you who never, never in labor, because more are the children of desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtain wide. Do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispose nations and settle in their desolate cities. When you have no children, when you have no productivity, no results, sing. Sing unto the Lord. Let God do wonders. Amen? And extend your tent. Stretch your, your place. 
because God is going to enlarge us. You see, friends, our enlargement does not start when we have children. The enlargement starts when we begin to sing. Praise opens the door to God's strength and enlarges our capacity. You know what? If you are struggling in your current workplace, don't ask God for increment only. Ask God to show you the bigger picture. I say, God, why do you put me on this seat, on this position, producing nothing? God says, no, you haven't seen the real full picture. I want to use you more. Don't tell me you cannot because I will enable you. Some of you here, you've got to hear this today. God wants to enable you. God wants to enable you. Don't tell God, God cannot be done. Like we are more specialized than God. Like God, I tell you, I cannot run. God is saying like, you haven't lived even 100 years. I have been around. <laughs> and the thing is this, let us stop complaining. Israel lost their destiny because they complained. It's scary, right? It's scary how God gave you a vision, God showed you His purpose, and we were on the way there, but along the way, instead of praising Him, we complain. We complain, God, why my, my members like that? God, why my leaders like that? Why my family like that? We complain and complain and grumble, and we miss our destiny in Christ and the purpose. And I have the worship team up. You know what? God, in the book of Genesis, He said, be fruitful and multiply. And today, God is also saying to all of us, I, want, I will make you fruitful, exceedingly fruitful, and I will multiply you. But the thing is, how do we see it? How do we really see that happen? We've got to see with the eyes of praise. We've got to see with the eyes of praise. Christians, sometimes being in church for too long is dangerous because we thought we already know. But the thing is, out of the mouth of babes and infants, God has ordained strength. All of them, He will perfect His praise among us. You see, God has not called you just to be another Malaysian, another Penang Knight. God has called you to build His kingdom with Him. I say, I will use you. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What does that mean? God is saying to you, all of us here, all of us here, we have the power from God. We have the authority from Jesus to make disciples. And more than that, we have the key to unlock the door of hell and set people free because of Jesus Christ. Now the thing is this, if we don't see it, we'll continue to stay in that pathetic position and say, God, why not this? Why not that? You're comparing yourself with others and you think, why is my life such a sad life? But today God said, praise me. Change your language. The word Judah means praise and it's a tribe that God has blessed. Jesus came from that tribe because it's a tribe that is destined to praise God. Caleb is from that tribe. He's always full of faith. 
You see, the things that God will call you to do is always the thing that you cannot do it by your own strength. But it is through praise, it is through relying on Him. God is going to do great and wonderful things. The wall of Jericho crumbled down because of praise. The people begin to shout, begin to cry out to God. And today, I want all of us to begin to pick up that language of praise within us. Say, God, I choose to trust in You. I choose to believe in You because my life Yes, I know I have struggles, but I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm going to focus on who you are. I don't know what you are going through today. I do not know. My pain is different from yours. Your struggles is different than mine. And God, somehow, whether you are a believer or not, we grew up having this ability to dream. One day, I want to be a blessing. It is the same thing that God has spoken to Abraham, I will make you a blessing. I want to be a blessing. But along the journey, we begin to shift that focus back to what we don't have. We begin to be depressed. I begin to see what we lack. And today is the day of your breakthrough because you are going to praise God like never before. You are going to release heaven's door. You are going to believe God that God, as I trust in you, as I praise you no matter what, I praise you for my family, I praise you in my pain, and God, you are going to change things in your time, in your purpose. But today you've got to make a decision because to praise God is a decision. To praise God is a decision. To praise Him is a decision in your life. You don't need to feel like praising. Everybody can feel like praising. When they get their promotion, when they get their miracles, they can praise God. But the Bible says, the barren woman can praise. The Bible says, that even the farmers can praise without fruits. Because the God that we serve is such a mighty God.